Amen. Well, this is, uh, this is an exciting time to be welcoming uh, a new pastor into your, into your family, into the congregation, to the movement of God here. So congratulations on God providing. Yes, let's give it up for Pastor Kurt. It's amazing. Uh, you know, just as a, a former lead pastor, just want to give you a little word. You know, it's not a great church or a great pastor that makes a great church, but it's a, make, it's a great church that makes a great pastor. So it's what you do and how you love one another and how you serve one another and how you transform the world that will be an inspiration and, and give him the strength he needs to, to lead and to preach and to guide you into God's ways. So I'm excited for you. And uh, thank you for your prayers. You know, I had a bit of a health crisis in my family, and so I appreciate those of you that have been praying and caring for, for, for the needs of our family. But we're going we're gonna to kick off a new series here called Celebrating the Songs of Christmas. So today, next weekend, and then on Christmas Eve, we're going to celebrate the songs of Christmas because out of all the events in human history, the birth of Jesus have, has inspired more music than any other event. You just think about some of the songs that came out of the birth of Christ. you got Handel's Messiah, you got uh, Silent Night, Joy to the World. These songs unite us, they inspire us, and they remind us and connect us to the story of Christmas. As a kid, my favorite Christmas song was Little Drummer Boy. Anybody, anybody love that one? I just love that Little Drummer Boy. I could just imagine myself, you know, pounding on that drum for Jesus. And, and that was just an inspirational song. And then when I got into my teen years, I, I, I kind of liked Bruce Springsteen, right? And he had that great Santa Claus is coming to town. Anyone like that one? I mean, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. you know, I just love the boss singing a Christmas song. And then as I kind of matured a little bit, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I mean, that was just a beautiful Christmas song. Do you have a favorite? You know, do you, do you have some favorites that you sort of resonate with at this time of year? You know, in the back of your card, uh, there's a place to write down some of your favorite Christmas songs. So if you don't sing them tonight, Jay and the band are going to sing those next weekend and on Christmas Eve. But just think about that for a minute. What, what are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Go ahead, tur turn to your neighbor and ask that person next to you, hey, what's your favorite Christmas song? All right, what, let me hear one over here. What's, what's one of your favorites on this side of the, the room? What is your, oh, come all you faithful. Anybody else have, oh, come all you faithful? Yeah, not really. You're the only one that likes that song. <laughs> There's another one over there. What's one of your favorites? Away in a Manger, a nice tender song. How about this side? Mary, did you know? Oh, yeah. Jay, we got to do that one. We got a lot on that one. And then what was the other one? Oh, Holy Night. There's so many. There's so many. I Google how many like Christmas songs are there on Spotify. Like over a million. I know. There's over. There's. I don't even know how they come up with that number. But there's a lot of Christmas songs. Here are some of the the most popular Christmas songs are Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Yeah, everyone. You know. You, you know that one. Um, and then the three most recorded Christmas songs are Jingle Bells, 
White Christmas and Silent Night. Top karaoke Christmas song, just in case you're wondering, is White Christmas. But uh, Santa Tell Me is climbing the chart. So if you want to do that one, you can next time. Uh, my last question for you as we think about, anyone know the first Christmas song? Well, we're going to talk about the first Christmas song today, but we're not going to just talk about that song, but it's the story behind the song that makes that song meaningful. Isn't that right? I mean, as you have some of your own favorite Christmas songs, your favorite songs, it's the story behind the music that makes that song meaningful. So that's what we're going to enter into today. We're going to enter into the, the first Christmas song as well as the story behind the song so if you have your Bibles or your phone and you want to enter into the story, it's in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. The words are going to be on the screen. But we're going to enter into this story and, and over the next couple of weeks into some other music of the music of Christmas found in the Bible. But the story begins in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 with these words. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. The angel Gabriel visits Mary, and she's pledged to be married, and she hears the news. But contrary to what we might think, Mary was not thrilled with the news. Mary was concerned. She was troubled. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God and you will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. And he will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And although it, it sounds exciting, you know, to hear the words, you're pregnant. And not just any child, but the Son of God, the ruler of the world. Mary was troubled. It's the Greek word diatarasso, and it means deeply anguished, extremely scared, perplexed. Mary's freaking out. She's a hot mess. She's extremely scared because Mary knew what we know about a teenager having a child out of wedlock. It's not all that popular. It's not socially acceptable. At that time, it was worthy of death. The Torah was very clear, described how sex outside of marriage is punishable by stoning. And Mary wasn't all that excited about the news to give birth to the newborn king. Because Mary also knew that a newborn king of Jewish descent was not very welcomed in the Roman world. She knew that Herod would most likely go irate and even chase her and seek his life and force them to flee as refugees. See, Mary was afraid. She was troubled. She was diatarasso. And so she asked the angel Gabriel, how can this be? How can this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? That's a good question. 
How is this going to happen? How can this be? How does a virgin give birth to a king? And so the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. God will provide. God's going to do it. Nothing is impossible. It may seem impossible to you, Mary, giving birth to a child without a husband. It may seem unbelievable that your elderly cousin is giving birth to a child. But Mary, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with God and with very limited information. Without a clear answer to her questions, in a life-threatening moment, Mary responds this way. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Let it be, Mary responded. Let it be. I am willing to accept social rejection. I am willing to accept physical danger, and I am willing to have this child outside of marriage and risk my life to give birth to the newborn king. Let it be. I love how Elizabeth describes Mary. In in the very next verses, Elizabeth, her cousin, sees Mary, and when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Do you see that word there? Believed. Mary believed even though she was about 15 years old, even though her fiancé was thinking about dumping her, even though the Roman authorities were going to come after her, even though her own people would reject her and possibly stone her, even though she didn't have answers to all her questions, Mary believed. She believed the words that the angel spoke to her. And do you know the very next thing that Mary did? Mary believed, and then she sang. Mary believed, and then she sang. See, this is the story behind the music. This is the story that gave birth to the first Christmas song. Because Mary is the first person to believe the message of Jesus. Mary is the first person to say, I believe that what you say will come to pass. I will enter into this story of Christmas. I will risk my life. I will risk rejection. I will enter in. I believe. See, that's the story behind the music in the face of tremendous circumstances. Mary believed, and then she sang the first Christmas song. Tessa is here today, our senior in high school, and she's going to read the song that Mary sang that first Christmas. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. 
for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Do you hear the strength of Mary's voice? Do you hear the courage of this young woman, maybe 15 years old? My soul glorifies you. The deepest part of my being delights in you. Even though I'm deeply scared, even though I'm troubled, even though I don't have answers to my question, even though I'm afraid about how this is all going to work out, I rejoice. I rejoice in the Lord, my God, and Savior. And for those of you familiar with the Old Testament, you know that Mary's quoting the Old, the Old Testament. She's quoting the scriptures of, of Psalm 34 because she's, she's hidden God's word in her heart. She's meditated on God's word. So when God speaks to her, when God intervenes in her life, when God says, this is what I'm calling you to do, this is how I want you to enter into my story of redemption, she says, okay, I will. And she responds in worship. She responds in obedience. And she responds with this first Christmas song that we celebrate today, the original Christmas song. Mary says, I believe, and therefore I will sing. But Mary's song is more than just a song of worship. It's more than just a response and delighting in God's presence and power in her life. This may be hard to seem at first, but biblical archaeologists and scholars have found coins and inscriptions and information describing Roman rule. And, and the emperor at the time, as we know it in Luke chapter 2, was Caesar Augustus, the adopted son of Julius Caesar. And he ruled the day with great success. He unified and beautified the entire empire. He received all sorts of power and accolades. His reign was known as Pax Romana. In Caesar Augustus' time, his reign was known as Pax Augustus, or peace over Rome. His birthday was described as good news, euangelion. His coins were inscribed the Son of God, the Sovereign One, the Savior of the world. See, little Mary, all of about 15 years old, didn't sing Augustus is the Son of God. She didn't sing, Augustus will bring us peace. Mary declared, God is my Savior. His birthday is good news. He is the Mighty One. And He has brought down rulers from their thrones. Listen to Mary's song. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. He has brought down rulers in their thrones. He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. This is the song of Christmas. This is the song of Mary. She's not just singing a worship song. She's talking about a revolution, but it's not a whisper. It's a war cry. 
It's a fight song. I mean, it's, it's today's song. It might sound like this. That's what Mary's singing. That's what she's declaring. She's saying, God, I delight in you. You're my greatest treasure and highest pleasure. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been praying for the Messiah to come. And now she's declaring to the world, this is our fight song. This is our declaration. We are not aligning with Augustus. He's not bringing us peace. His birthday's not good news. There's one. There's Jesus, the Messiah. That's the mighty one. That is my, that's the first Christmas song. And that's the story behind the music is this young, courageous woman that is delighting in God as her greatest treasure and highest pleasure and declaring to anyone that will hear her fight song. I'm not bowing down to Caesar Augustus. I'm bowing down to the mighty one that tears down. That's what she says. Tears down rulers and, and builds up his kingdom of justice. That, that's what she's saying. He, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. That's the song of Christmas, and that's what Mary believed, and that's what Mary sang. Sometimes, when we think about Mary, we have this, you know, this tame version of this woman that is quiet and nice and submissive, this young girl. I mean, she might look like this, you know, she doesn't, her, her head is bowed, you can't see her eyes, she has no voice, and she's, she's lowly and quiet and doesn't say a word, but that's not the Mary of the Scriptures, because Mary was a fighter. Uh, Mary was a leader. Mary wasn't this nice, quiet, submissive young girl. Nice girls don't change the world. Mary changed the world. Mary was the first to believe in Jesus and the first to sing the fight song that he's the mighty one. He's going to come and make all things new. He's going to lift up those that are broken and humble. He's going to tear down those that are oppressive and, and, and unjust. And, and that's what Mary declared in the face of extreme opposition, rejection from her own people, oppression from the Roman government, uncertainty about her own life, with no money or influence, with many questions unanswered. Mary believed and then she sang. This is the story of Christmas, of courage, of belief, of rejoicing, of declaration. She believed, and then she sang. Anyone here ever write a song? I, 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 I know there's some of you out there. In fact, when I was first introducing this series to some of the leaders of the church, and I said, hey, what if we did a series called The Songs of Christmas? And they were like, yes, we love to sing. In fact, we have people in our congregation, even the worship team, that write songs. You all know that Jay writes these songs. They're awesome. And then he's got the story like of Lebanese, Leb Lebanese or Syrian, rather, refugees that are in Lebanon that, are, that have these tremendous stories of suffering, but tremendous stories of hope. And he, he helps to write these songs. And there's a story behind the song. Anybody else write Raise your hand if you're, you can admit that you've ever written a song. Yeah, there's four of you. 
And those of you, others of you, you know you wanted to. And maybe you scribbled something down. Yeah. You wrote a song. And there's typically a story behind that song that you wrote. Story of love. Maybe it was a poem. Or it's an it's a, it's a expression of your heart. Now, now, when I first came to faith in Jesus, I, um, I mean, I, I came you know, to Christ when I was 18 out of a sports ministry, and I didn't know Jesus and knew about him. I didn't know him personally. And I remember when I experienced God's grace and forgiveness for my, for my sins, the first thing I started to do was to sing. It was kind of weird because I don't sing very well, but I came to church. I was like, wow, you know, God is grace. His, his grace is sufficient. He's forgiven my sins. I just couldn't help but sing because I believed. That, that's the pattern. You believe and so you sing. You rejoice in, in God. But then not that long afterward, I, I, I wrote a song. And don't tell anybody. But I actually took a song that LL Cool J. Anybody remember LL Cool J? Thank you, Jay. Uh, he wrote this song called uh, I Need Love. And I changed it to I Found Love. Thank you. That's funny. You know, <laughs> it's funny. It really is. Uh, but I said, freedom, sheer delight, how sweet, I have found me a Lord to make my life complete. And, and I changed his song because I found love, I found what I was searching for. So I, I, I sang in church, but then I wrote down with the expressions of my heart. That's what Mary did. That's what we do. When we're excited about something, we sing. When we, when we believe something deeply and it transforms us, we write about that. And so, so Mary, this, this young, young woman, that doesn't have a lot of influence. She was meditating on the scriptures. The angel spoke to her, and in the face of extreme opposition from her own people and the Roman government, she says, I believe, and I will sing. Listen to her words. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Is that the song that you sing? What's your song this Christmas season? Not just what's your favorite song, What's the song of your soul? This is the first song. My soul glorifies and my spirit rejoices because I believe in God. He's my Savior. He's mighty to save. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. He's holy. He's perfect. He brings down the rulers and the, and the thrones, the things that, that we know are so oppressive in our culture and so destructive in our world. There's still a God that is at work in our world, and he brings those people to justice. He brings down those rulers that are oppressive. He lifts up the humble. He's filled the, he has filled the hungry with good things, and he has sent the rich away. See, Mary believed, and then she sang. She sang this song, this first Christmas song. What's your song this Christmas season? And, and, and we sing these Christmas songs not because they're nice, not because it's tradition, not because it's popular. We sing them because we believe. We actually believe they're true. And... and, and and we, and we believe that what we're singing is that God came down to earth because he loves us. And he, and he died for us and he rose again and he's coming back to make all things new. What song are you singing? And would you be willing to sing this first Christmas song because you believe? 
that is actually true. So Mary sang this song, and she probably sang it all the time. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I often heard my mother singing. And when my children grew up, my wife is a better singer, and she often would sing to our, our children. So you can imagine that Mary was walking down the street and doing the dishes or cleaning the house, and she was probably singing this song in her heart all day long, and she was probably even singing this song to Jesus. Jesus most likely heard Mary sing her song. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for the mighty one has done great things for me. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. But Jesus didn't just hear Mary's song. He lived it. He fed the hungry with good things. He lifted the broken and the humble. He showed mercy to those that mistreated him. He brought down the mighty, not with weapons or force, but with love and grace. He gave his life. Jesus lived out Mary's song. He sang, let it be in the garden. Not my will, but yours be done. He rose again. He conquered sin and death, our greatest foes. He ascended into heaven. He's going to come back and make all things new. And that's why we sing. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. That we believe that Jesus is the mighty one. That he's the savior of the world. And so today, and over the next week, and even tonight, as we celebrate the songs of Christmas, let it be a reminder of the first Christmas song where this courageous woman in the face of extreme opposition entered into the story of Christmas because she believed. And so she sang. God, I thank you for this moment that we can gather here to reflect on the teachings of your word and to hear anew the story of Christmas. The story of Mary, this woman that entered into your story with great courage and passion and conviction. And she sang a song. It's a song of worship. It's a song of declaration. It's a song of truth. And as we enter into the story of Christmas this year, we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Let it be a reflection of our hearts that we believe. And so we sing. Do a work inside each one of us, I pray, Holy Spirit, to, in the face of our own oppositions, in the face of our own challenges, in the face of some of the own, our own troubles, that we could not let those circumstances determine our voice, but we would let you and your love and your grace and your power move in our lives in such a way that we sing. In Jesus' name, amen.
you this morning. Um, we have a prayer quilt for um, a guy named Brian, who's Joanne Hicks's brother-in-law. If you would, wouldn't mind stopping by and tying a knot and praying, um, that we would love that. Make sure you grab your habit fun flyer on your way out and stay and enjoy coffee and donuts with us. Connect, um, get to know one another. I'll invite Chad up for the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And in any and all the troubles that you face this season, may you be like Mary, believing the promises of God and singing your songs of Christmas. God bless you.